It's Raymond Franken here, Editorial Manager of Investment Officer Luxembourg. We are at the Alfi European Asset Management Conference today, and next to me is Corinne Lamesh, the chair of Alfi. Corinne, welcome. Thank you, Raymond, for having me. Or maybe I should say thank you for having us, because we are a media partner at your conference. <laughs> it's a wonderful opportunity to be back in person and meet people also here in Luxembourg. How do you feel about that? I mean, I can tell you that I was so glad to see people again, to network, to mingle. Um, and it looks like the pandemic is going in the right direction, but we still see a lot of cases also in Luxembourg. But it is great to again be having this contact with people because we miss the networking. Yes, we, 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 we were hoping that this event would actually be the end of the, at the end of the pandemic, that things could be sort of going back to normal again. But again, there was another major global geopolitical event overtaking, uh, putting everything that we do in the shadow. Uh, how is Luxembourg, how is the fund community faring in the face of the storm triggered by the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Well, Raymond, before we go there, I, I really want to say that I think this is an unacceptable war and uh, I hope it will stop. And um, so I think that our thoughts have to first go to those who are impacted and to Ukrainian people. But if we look at our industry, um, I think the good news is that we are not too impacted. Um, the exposure on Russian assets, and we heard Claude Marx today in an interview saying that they were, the exposure was only around 80, around 80 billi uh, billion to Russian assets. Uh, so in the, in the big scheme, this is quite small. Claude Marx, of course, is the chief regulator here in Luxembourg. Yes. And the 18 billion that he mentioned is 0.3% exactly. or even less of the total Luxembourg Exactly. Yes. So it's a small proportion. But nevertheless, I think asset managers, our duties, we have the fiduciary duties to investors. And obviously our main concern is to protect their assets, to make sure that they are correctly valued, uh, that we find a way to exit this Russian assets at some point in time. Uh, we need to ensure that the liquidity is functioning, that we use liquidity tool if required. Um, so I think we are, in view of the, all the crises we had, we are quite better prepared on this side of things. We heard today Claude Marx also talk about the uh, basically calling on the industry to step up its efforts to, to find possible Russian money that is invested maybe in some funds in Luxembourg. What do you make of those comments? I think uh, his words were just a, a word of caution. I think these sa sanctions are unprecedented. We have never seen such a huge amount of sanctions at the same time. So it's a complex regulation. And he just wants his message well, make sure that you apply them correctly. And I think fund houses take this very seriously. And I have to say, um, I, think, I don't think we have too many Russian investors in our funds, but obviously this is still still to be determined. But his message was clear: don't mess up with the sanctions. It's not falling on deaf ears that that you're saying that. Let, let's switch back a little bit. Uh, we, we we heard some talk in the last few weeks about uh, liquidity problems, possibly redemptions. We saw a number of funds actually uh, being suspended. Uh, Claude Marx mentioned 61 Luxembourg funds that had a exposure of more than 10% of the assets to, to, to Luxembourg, uh, to Russia. Um, uh, were, were you pleased to hear 
the relief in, in, in the regulator's voice that we're not approaching a scenario like in March 2020 where you had a dash for cash and, and mass redemptions from funds? Yeah, I mean, the situation is again completely different from the March 2021 uh, 20 crisis. And um, I think that uh, the main concern we're currently facing is that we have assets in the portfolio which cannot be valued, not be traded, they're actually worthless. So again, for that, you need different liquidity tools. And I think for those funds which had very large exposures, they just decided we're going to suspend. If we are, it's not the time to let people out, we need to protect everyone. That's the one with the largest, uh, larger exposures, over 60%, for example. Those with less larger um, exposures, they are maybe looking at different uh, tools. Uh, I think the risk is dilution of investors which are still in the funds because assets, the portion of Russian assets has been valued almost to zero. So if new investors come in, they will be diluted. So how do we protect those investors? These are the questions we're currently discussing also with the regulator and at European level. I think there needs to be a common solution for Europe. How do we deal with these assets which are trapped? And how do we make sure that by new investors coming in, we're not diluting existing investors? So trapped assets as an issue stemming from the, the, the Russia war. How can we protect these investors? What, what, what needs to be done to, to deal with that? Well, I think so. Um, um, solutions which are being discussed are um, different, as, as mentioned. Uh, for those who have smaller exposures, it's about may maybe introducing a dilution levy so that those who are coming into the funds pay for this option that the fund assets could go up again. So that's one mechanism. The other mechanism is for those who have larger proportions of assets, and even maybe so who have smaller, is how do we exit the funds? And there we are talking about a technique which is called side pockets. Uh, this is a, a, a technique which was not traditionally used for usage funds, but it could work, it could help that we isolate the problem. So that is discussions we're currently having in the industry on this side pocket topic. That's fascinating to hear that. Uh, you, you've not used that side pocket option for, for usage funds. What needs to happen uh, in order for that to be possible? Do we need to change the regulation or, or can the regulator be mandated to, to implement this? So, so it's not that it has never been used in usage funds, but it's more, let's say it's a last resort uh, mechanism and it's a, it's a mechanism where there is a structural issue in the in the portfolios. So, it, you know, to use this technique, you really need to think through the end end to end process here, because as you know, usage funds are broadly distributed. The end investor is not always the, the first uh, point of contact of the fund; they are intermediaries. So, how would you? implement this from an operational perspective. That's another topic we're discussing. But it would protect the investors in the current case because it would isolate the problem. If the assets gain again in value, well, they those investors which are now in the fund would get the uplift and the rest of the fund could live on normally. So it is a very good tool which we might have underestimated. And by the way, it was mentioned in the IFMD review package as one of the tools, so I hope that now with this situation it will stay in there. So could this be a 
European industry solution, not just one restricted to Luxembourg? I hope so, because I think that all asset managers will have the same problem for this asset class. It's not a Luxembourg problem. And by the way, there are already seven countries in Europe which allowed this tool to be used for usage funds. So we have precedents and we can look at how it has worked in the past. So it's not something I would rule out. As mentioned, we need to work through all the details uh, of it because it's not something like the other tools which we have already available. This was more, in, for usage funds, as mentioned, it was not something which you would put number one in your list. Can you give a timeline as to how long is this going to take, weeks or months? I think it will have to take weeks because this is an issue we have now and it needs to be solved now. Then obviously the implementation of it may take some time because it is operationally going to be quite difficult to, 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 to work through this operationally with the intermediaries which have their clients, which will need to kind of isolate these assets from the fund. So it's not a BAU process, let's say. Fascinating. I'm sure we're going to hear more about that. Uh, be before we go, I also want to ask you about greenwashing. Some talk this morning also about uh, what the industry can do to prevent uh, greenwashing in terms of uh, uh, regulation. The finance minister, Jurike Bak, has addressed it. Uh, Claude Marx also touched on it. Uh, what, what is your perspective? Well, my perspective is that um, it is an important topic and the industry needs to tackle it. Uh, we have we are the industry is so is full of good ideas and uh, goodwill to make this work this this really complex sustainable um, finance agenda and also Crossmart mentioned it it's not it's still the regulations do not work uh, there are uh, issues there are complexities um, so but we have to make it work now and I think my view is it's pace over perfection. However, we need to to address these accusations because it is not great for the industry which are who are really trying to do the, the good thing here to every day here in the press this greenwashing accusation. And I think it's linked to the fact that not the, the what we are actually what the asset management industry is doing is not fully understood. And we cannot from one day to the other disinvest from all brown assets and only just invest in green assets. Marc-André, which is our um, deputy of Alfi, uh, he, uh, de sorry, deputy director of Alfi, he was on a panel this morning and he said that there's only, in, in terms of two to three percent of listed companies at the moment which are green at the moment. So we cannot just invest in two or three percent of a huge universe of listed uh, assets. So it is a process and there are imperfections but we we have to address these concerns because otherwise the whole good things which are going on is going to be undermined. The fund industry has a real role to play to channel uh, private funds into green projects and activities. And we also have a role as fiduciary to uh, engage with the investing, uh, investing companies so that they have plans to green their activities and business models. Not every company is green right now and we need to get there. And that's what we can contribute to as well. Still an awful lot of work to be done. Thank you very much Corinne. I'd love to talk to you for hours about this. 
but that's uh, all we have time for today. This was Raymond Franken talking to Corinne Lamesh, the chair of the ALFI, the Asset Management Industry Association in Luxembourg. Thank you.